If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Today's Girl Powerful guest is Desi Bartlett. She is a celebrity pre- and postnatal yoga teacher and author of Your Strong, Sexy Pregnancy. In this episode, Desi shares health and wellness teachings, providing everyone listening inspiration and motivation to find joy in your everyday life. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today's guest is Desi Bartlett. She is a yogi, she's a mom, and she is a mentor. And I've actually looked up to Desi for many years because she was a mom of two children that attended the school where Teddy taught at. So it's been so nice to have you in our life and look up to you. And we're really excited to get to know more about you today. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here with you both. And then also to see your growth together as individuals, as sisters, and as businesswomen. It's it's pretty cool to see you go from, you know, teaching after school classes to running camps to now having this whole movement for girls. So you inspire me too. Well, thank you, Desi. And at Girl Powerful, we always, we work with girls with their mental health and to give them tools to build confidence and to really tap into their inner power. And I feel like it has a lot of alignment with practices of yoga. And we know you as a yogi and a mom, but we kind of wanted to go back and get to know you more about a young girl. Because when I see you, I think about like bright and shiny Desi. You always look beautiful. You have a certain aura around you. So I know everyone's path is different, but can you tell us maybe about a little bit about your journey to where you are today? Yeah. Um, so my parents divorced when I was about a year old, and I grew up with my mom in Chicago, and she was a disciple. She was a student of a gentleman named Goswami Kriyananda at the Temple of Kriya Yoga in Chicago, where I learned to meditate. I learned all about spirituality from the time I was like six years old. Um, unfortunately, she lost her way when I was around 10 or 11. And um, that was the early 80s. So it was really before the time that we knew about prescription drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And um, she was suffering from migraines and was over-medicated. And by the time I was 12, I was really fending for myself. 
um, I, I threw myself into friendship and school and dance, and I had an amazing community around me. But um, home life wasn't so great. And I don't usually share that, but today I felt like it was important to share because I know that there's little girls all over the world right now who, who need a little bit of inspiration and who need to know that things can get better. Right. That's beautiful. Thanks for being so vulnerable with us. Like we were, we had grew up with a single mom and she was amazing, but she was always working. So like while we were alone, we always sought out like relationships with either our friends, moms or somebody, you know, outside of the home to really nurture us. So is that what you meant by like, you'd like throw yourselves into friendship? Where did you find like the love and seeing the people like who see you for you? Where did you find that? Very similar to you, it's my best friend's mom. Um, actually, two of my best friend's moms really helped take care of me. But also um, in the community of dance, I was really, really deep into ballet. And I had a wonderful teacher who made sure that I was there. She made sure I got home safely. So um, thank goodness you know, that there's people that are out there that really want to make sure that girls flourish. Um, by the time I got to high school, it was kind of, it was kind of a weird path. Um, so I grew up in the temple of Kriya Yoga, but my mother was Jewish, and then my, my biological father was Catholic. So I grew up with all these different religions around me. And in high school, I chose a Catholic high school. And my particular school had the most amazing um, teachers and clergy and my counselor, like Father Kirk. You know, I, I didn't think that, like, I would relate as a 13-year-old Jewish girl to, like, <laughs> A 70 year old Catholic priest mm-hmm. but um, he, he made sure that I was doing okay that's amazing well you mentioned that you learned meditation at a young age did you always carry that with you as something you could you know find power in and just find your peace or did you like lose it along the way and then come back home to that I always carried it with me it was a gift that I'm so grateful that I received at such a young age because when I felt like this, like reality around me, physical reality was just um, intense or didn't feel good, I could go to a place in my mind and um, connect to a universal energy into something bigger than me and feel and feel love and joy. Yeah. What about, what's your advice for someone that has never really felt those feelings they haven't felt connected they haven't like experienced god or the universe like what is a a really easy accessible tip for someone to be like to open their eyes to like things beyond you know the physical right here yeah i would say um surround yourself with beauty in mother nature wherever your favorite place is if it's the mountains the ocean Um, i'm in hawaii right now i'm surrounded by palm trees And if you could just take a moment to close your eyes, it's really powerful if you do it right in front of the sun. So I like to stand in front of the sunrise, close my eyes and feel that light sort of bubbling up in me. And then as I feel that in me, when the meditation is complete and meditation, you know, it can be 60 seconds. It doesn't have to be this like half hour thing. And then when you open your eyes, you're surrounded by beauty and that for me, that's a powerful confirmation that there's, there's something in this universe that's so much bigger than all of us mm-hmm. and, and wants us to thrive and experience joy. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. That's something that we have actually in our Girl Powerful card deck. Is like you, people think of meditation sometimes and they think you have to sit like crisscross and you have to have your palms up to the universe. You know, you have to do this whole old fashioned way of meditation, but it can be as simple as going out in nature and closing your eyes and just being aware of your five senses. Which is something I also, I'm a fangirl, Desi. She really (laughs) is. You you might not know that, but I do. Because I hear her fangirling over you. Did you see Desi's picture today? Well, no. No, I I know, but you do love her. It's true. (laughs) It's just because I see what you share with your relationship with your two sons. And you do, you see you guys get up at sunrise and go to the beach and meditate and work out. So how, like, how can you tell me a little bit about just like your parenting style or what drives you to share that lifestyle with your boys? Yeah, so last year, um, you know, for our whole entire world was pretty intense. And we knew that we were going to be moving away from Los Angeles and we had to sell our home during a pandemic and try to figure all that out and how to move. And um, my personal tools, I, I go into meditation, I go into a space of prayer. I ask that, you know, the house can be released to someone who's going to thrive from it so that we can move. Mm-hmm. And they saw me do this. I'm like, why, why wouldn't I bring them in? You know, of course I'm going to bring them in. Yeah. So um, they went to the ocean with me and, and we would say a prayer and we, we put it out into the universe that we wanted the house in Los Angeles to be purchased by someone who it would support, who it would bring joy to. And, you know, I think it was like 10 days later, this beautiful family, it was a mom and two boys, oh, they, wow. they bought their house. Yeah, yeah. So my boys are very, um, they don't think of it as like, okay, now we are going to meditate. It's, it's just something that we do as a family. And I think I introduced it so early. I mean, I teach prenatal yoga. So we, we did this when they were in my belly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's simply become a part of our lifestyle. And, and they know the power that it brings. Um, not only, you know, praying or, or visualization, but also just the, the act of being together with gratitude and, and saying thank you for all that we have. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I resonate with that. Like, I am very into meditation. And sometimes I'm, like, hard on myself because I'll, like, judge that I didn't do it or I didn't sit down and actually, like, dive in. But I feel like when you truly are a yogi, like you're always in that state a little bit, you know, like you put on your favorite chanting music or something's going on in the background or you light a candle or you notice a flower and like, that's a meditation. Absolutely. And what, whatever can get you there. And I think, um, Sonia, earlier you were talking about the, the five senses, you know, so we can go in through the physical senses. Um, as Teddy was just saying, we can go in visually through a flower. We can go in um, through our ears with music. There's all different entry points. And just finding the one that works for you is mm-hmm. the gift. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like the entry point or like the doorway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm studying meditation right now. And it's like there's like a million doorways that you can practice meditation if you're looking for that. And then you just have to make it your own. So going back, you said you you grown up, you know, being in, in the yoga world, but then you also love dance. What made you decide you wanted to make that your career and really study in it or study it? <laughs> so when I first went to college, um, I, I thought I wanted to be in broadcasting. 
and I, I don't ask me why. I, I really thought I wanted to be a weather girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so I went to Arizona State, and within the first six months, I was in a, in a dance class because I was a dance minor, and I hurt my knee. And as fate would have it, that same exact night, I met a woman who was third place Miss Olympia that year. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh, I hurt my knee, and we're, we're chit-chatting. And then it turned out she had um, studied ballet at ASU as well. And she's like, oh, no, I'll help you. You know, we just need to strengthen your quads. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's a quad? <laughs> <laughs> and she took me to the gym for the very first time, um, a gym called Bombay's out in Phoenix. And I just fell in love with it and, and couldn't get enough. So um, about a year later, I changed my major to kinesiology. Mm-hmm. I wound up moving back to Chicago to study there because they had a stronger program at the time and um, went on to get my master's in corporate fitness. And then I just couldn't get enough, you know, yoga, Pilates, spinning, personal training, group X. I have certifications in everything under the sun. Um, and it wasn't because I wanted to teach all of these but it was because I wanted to have that toolbox. I wanted to know what each of these things did in, in people's bodies. So if I needed to take a little bit from each practice, almost like a recipe, I could find the key to what would make them feel good. Right, and then that ultimately led you to helping what hundreds, thousands of people, and specifically women in pre and postnatal yoga. Well, we, all of our friends, due to COVID and some extra time at home, they're having our babies. friends are all having children, <laughs> and they're getting to share all these details with us, and I think it's really cool to see this new um, young, gen- like, millennial generation having babies and having access to all this wellness and tools and learning to communicate and share stories about like the birthing process because in the past it's been like totally private and taboo to talk about can you talk a little bit about that and like how um yeah just what that how it looks so different for everyone and how having someone like you involved in their journey could be really helpful for them yeah so um i really got into prenatal when i was pregnant the first time with cruise I felt like I didn't want to teach that particular format until I experienced pregnancy in my own body. And so um, then, it, as is my style, I, I nerded out and I had to study everything under the sun. Um, and I got so passionate about it that I, I wrote a book. It's called Your Strong Sexy Pregnancy um, in Los Angeles and actually here in Hawaii as well via Zoom. Um, I work with a lot of young mom celebs. and seeing the way that they do it and this generation of millennials and um, it's so inspiring because as you were saying you know they they share in a different way mm-hmm. and you know it's totally normal for them to get on Instagram and say I have heartburn and this is what I'm doing and I'm like that is so amazing that now women are supporting one another with no filter you know it isn't just like oh I feel great all the time and here's my right. belly you know we're, we're much more real about um morning sickness or sex life or relationship. And it's, it's totally different now. So I feel like my role now um, is almost like in Hawaii, we call it auntie. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like a, a woman who's a little bit older than you. I feel like, like the auntie. Um, I have two children. I, I am passionate about pre and postnatal fitness and wellness. I write about it all the time. I teach it almost every single day. And it just feels like such a, um, 
privilege that I get to share this knowledge with moms all over the world. And sometimes I do that, you know, individually. Sometimes the celeb thing, what I like about working with actresses specifically is that they have such large platforms mm -hmm. that then we reach all of their people. Mm -hmm. You know, whether or not they say my name, who cares? If they're reaching an audience of, you know, I don't know, 50,000 people, half of whom are women, fabulous. It isn't about who puts it out there so much as it just getting out there. Yeah, how did people start trusting you? I know you said, you mentioned like nerding out and being, you know, an expert and a scientist and all these things. How, how did you get yourself into that like elite zone that all these people, these powerful people trust Desi Bartlett? That's a big deal with such a vulnerable time in their life. Uh, two things. So when we were living in Los Angeles and I was teaching in-person classes, that's when we started to see more like celebs and things like that coming through the doors. And I think that the reason is, um, you know, we all have gifts, you know, and I, I feel like my gift is the ability to hold space, to create sacred space, to hold a container where you're going to feel safe. And I'm, I'm never going to share anything that you shared in that container. I'm also going to allow you to be vulnerable and I'm going to witness you in this container. And I think, especially over this last year, we all learned how important it is to have a witness to all of our experiences. Mm -hmm. So as I created um, a class, the, this beautiful community just slowly started showing up and we, we built it and built it until um, it just got more and more popular and then people started calling. And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of my best friends. Um, her name is Lori Bregman, and she wrote the foreword for my book. Um, she is a doula who works with a lot of high-profile folks, and she and I share a ton of clients. I think because of our trust for one another, um, that has built in trust in others for me, and, and I don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. I recently took one of your online Instagram Live classes, and I'm being dead serious. I felt so strong and I felt like so it at home in my own body and the way your teaching style, like I felt like I was in the room with you and you were just, and then you're like, don't stop, you know, like, and we were doing like three rounds of everything. And I was just like, this is amazing. And a lot of times I've never been pregnant, but I feel like if you had that support system, like what you give to women, you know, you boost their confidence and you give them a sense of, you know, positive self, a powerful self, of, you know, a blessing that they're creating life in that moment, which is a beautiful thing. So I know a lot of, um, you know, pre and postnatals about the pelvic floor. And this is a topic that I didn't even, I didn't even know like what the pelvic floor was until we heard this crazy story about a woman who had three babies back to back and like stuff started happening and like coming out <laughs> and like drooping. So can you give us a couple tips <laughs> about maybe like what women can do like with their pelvic floor, or like how to get information well, about it? Yeah. And the same person, like, and you probably share this information too, but like everyone like, like, jokes around that like, oh, I'm going to, I peed, you're going to make me pee. You're going to make me pee when you're laughing. And it's like, that's not really like a healthy thing. And so you kind of have to address that in the female body. And like, 
yeah how do you attach like the pelvic floor to like your root chakra and your connection like and how it all holds you together really okay so um inside of our bodies we have something called the inner unit and the inner unit is like a cylinder let me have a candle holder here right so (laughs) imagine at the top of the cylinder this is your diaphragm right so this is where you breathe you inhale it moves down you exhale you press the air out you inhale it moves down you exhale it moves out in the front you have your abs and abdominus rectus and transverse abdominus so your belly as you inhale it moves out it expands as you exhale it contracts inhale expand exhale contract in the back of the body you have something called the multifidi those help to support your spine now at the bottom of the cylinder that is your pelvic floor and all of this has to work together in harmony so when you inhale diaphragm moves down pelvic floor moves down abdomen and multifidi move out i know it sounds like a a bunch of um latin words but the idea that i'm trying to communicate is that you know we're not just parts we have we have whole systems inside of us that work together in harmony and need to um, communicate with one another so the pelvic floor these are the muscles at the base of the pelvis that hold the weight of your organs so let's say like this is the pelvic floor down here you know we got to put in what um a uterus and a bladder and what else i'm looking for more props around me and now a baby so things down here start to you know have to hold this up and they can sag it becomes almost like um, a hammock that's been overstretched so how do we prevent that from happening in the first place you got to keep all of those um muscles and parts in the system working together. So having a strong core is super important. Making sure you're addressing your lower back is super important. Breathing deeply and making sure that you're taking in a full inhalation and allowing your belly to expand is super important. Now, when we get to the pelvic floor specifically, we talk about Kegels. Mm -hmm. So Kegel is simply the name of a doctor who figured out that if you contract the PC muscle, it's the pubococcygeal muscle, that it's going to lift the pelvic floor. So for women who have never done Kegels or aren't sure if they're doing it right, the way that I teach this is the next time that you go to the restroom and you're going pee, try to stop going pee for a couple seconds. And if you did it, then you were able to contract the PC muscle and lift the pelvic floor. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So in order to get a full contraction there of a Kegel, the way that I teach it is through a squat. So you inhale, you feel the pelvic floor stretching as you squat down, and then you exhale, you lift everything, you know, you lift your booty, you lift your core, you lift your pelvic floor at the very top. And I play with my voice so that people get it. So I'll say like, inhale, get low, 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 deep in your squat, and now I'm touching your root chakra, right, Teddy? Yeah. And then you go, up, 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 and kegel. <laughs> I'll take my voice right there. Squeeze. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the, the root chakra, um, muladhara, that's what connects us to Mother Earth and to the energy of Mother Earth. So the way that I teach that is by closing the eyes and envisioning a big, beautiful grounding cord at the base of your spine. 
and that grounding cord is like the roots of a tree and let the tree be big and powerful and mature like a like a big oak tree and feel all of the roots pressing down into mother earth and then also drawing energy from the earth up so then I'm able to marry those two things. I can marry the root chakra drawing the energy up and I can bring in the PC muscle. Does <laughs> <laughs> he like you know in yoga they say or and it's because it's true that women need to stay uh creative to like be in tune with yourself. So you mentioned you you were a dancer and you love exercise and I'm sure you love singing and dancing and uh, art and I, all the beautiful things that life has to offer. What do you know about like creativity and how women need to stay connected to that? Even if you, you know, you have kids, you have a nine to five job or you have all these stresses from like this human existence. How can women like stay in tune with themselves through creativity and play and why? So, Root chakra is the first chakra. Second chakra is um, reproductive center. Third chakra is called uh, the city of jewels. Sorry, it took me a second. And so the city of jewels, it's like two or three inches above our belly button. In um, martial arts, they call it the Dantian. And this is where we experience like sunlight and sunshine, but it's also our creative center. And this is where we feel things so deeply but it's a little bit different than just like um, romantic love or even love for a child. This is where we feel like when there's been so much pain and you, you know, when you're crying and you're like heaving because your belly is going, but it's also where we feel so much joy when you're on a roller coaster and you're like, ah! yeah. so that center, that that's our creative center. And if that shuts down, we feel like, poop right we feel like gray and like where's the sunshine so in order to get this going you, you have to find some kind of creative outlet something that's going to move that's going to move you it can move your belly it can move your, your whole entire self from the inside out um, and we're all different because we're all individuals and we're also different from day to day and year to year so maybe this year you're like all about, you know, I'm going to make a vision board. And the next year I'm going to sing. And the year after that, I'm going to surf. Or maybe it's a mixture of all these things. But um, finding the time for play is huge. And I, I personally, I look to my kids for inspiration. You know, I've got a little seven-year-old Mohawk boy smack talker who is like, I surf better than you do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to try, <laughs> right? Well, that's so cool because on your Instagram, you share that side with all of your followers. So we get to see you waking up and going to the beach and taking your son's first surf lessons, and you're out there in the water with them, which I love seeing, you know, a mom do that. You're not just on the shore like, have fun, boys. You're right there with them. Yeah, um, so I have a huge birthday coming up this year. I'll be 50 in August. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going um, to do this the way that I want to. And the way that I want to is I, I kind of want to, I want to break rules around what age means. And I just want to have fun. Yeah. I Life's feel too that. short. That's big. We have a good friend. She's a Girl Powerful supporter, but she, tur she turns 50 this year too. 
So she's doing 50 things before she turns 50 that she's always wanted to do mm. that have been in her mind. But, she, you know, she's like, I'm living life. I mean, she's like on tra- trapeze, like at the pier. She's doing everything. She's out in the desert rock climbing. And she's, it's really cool to watch her just like be herself because there's less okay. pressure. Like she, I don't feel like she has this pressure. Like 2020 had so many gifts. Like there's a lot of sadness and like a lot of hurt, but there were a lot of gifts if you were able to zoom out and like be like, okay, this is an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There were so many opportunities and so many silver linings and, you know, to be able to move to a new state and create new community and have this whole new chapter um, is quite the adventure. But I am 100% going to adopt 50 before 50. I mean, yes. why not? I love that. I wanted to go back and touch on, you said, bringing joy into your life. And we work with a lot of tween and teen girls. And sometimes they'll say to us, like, I feel alone. I feel isolated. Like, I don't feel happy. Like, I, it's like they almost have this inner dialogue that they don't deserve to be happy, which is really, you know, hard for us. But it's, perf- it's like a good thing that they're here working with us. So do you have any tips whenever someone does say, like, how, how do I, you know, have joy in my life? How do I bring in happiness? We touched on the aspect of play, but is there anything like from your standpoint that we could either use with the girls or help anyone listening? Two things come to mind right away. The first is laughter. You know, if you can get into that that part of yourself that's joyous and giggly, then that'll awaken more. Um, it, It sort of expands on itself and it's contagious. You know, if I giggle, then usually other people giggle. Um, and then the other thing is movement. So, so for me as a little girl, it was dance and it was ballet. And I realize now, looking back, part of why that was so power- powerful for me was because of the endorphins, you know? So as adults, we, like, we know that after 10 to 15 minutes of movement, we're going to feel good. But I don't know that we always share that with our, our younger, you know, boys and girls. So in exercise, what we learn is, Basically, if you're not feeling it after like five or 10 minutes, don't do it. It's okay. Do it tomorrow. Um, But generally what happens is as soon as you start to move, whatever that is, if it's dance or swimming or I don't know, aerobics, anything at all, um, spinning, you, you get that initial chemical release of endorphins and then you start to feel good. And the body has like its own internal pharmacy. And so instead of being, um, dependent on external things you can create this feeling from the inside out and if you can get there with more than one sense like going back to the senses we were talking about it it makes it a little bit more powerful it locks it in more so what I mean by that is like yeah get them dancing but like crank their favorite music you know is it like Demi Lovato and um, what's wrong with being confident or whatever anything at all where there's a second sense that's involved is going to give it more of a somatic experience in their bodies and it will stay with them. Yeah, we started doing like working with girls with workouts and movement and we've seen so much growth in like all these girls and how it's affected them in such a positive way because we do like to communicate and journal and share and sit in circle and you know, connect in that way. But we also like to like let those feelings move through your body, sweat them out and leave them. 
you know? And I feel like that's such a powerful tool as a, a young person to learn those gifts. And if you're just hearing that from Desi right now at any age, go move, go sweat. Like what does that do to your body to sweat every day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're detoxifying. And then neti, neti, neti is a Sanskrit term. It means I am not this thought. I am not that thought. I am not thought. And I, I feel like for me, when I was a younger girl, I didn't know the difference between like the me who was thinking the thought or feeling the feeling and the thought or the feeling itself. So when things got heavy, you know, I, I thought that's who I was. So to be able to back up and witness it and know that it's something that's um, transient, that's going to move out, it's not going to be there, that, that doesn't define who I am just because I have this one crappy thought, that, that's huge. Yeah, a big lesson we teach the girls is to be, you're in control of your thoughts, right? Because a lot of times they step in front of the mirror, they don't say positive things to themselves, or they see all the areas of comparison to other you know, their peers and other youth. So that's a really big thing is positive self-talk. So do you work with that, like the mental state and the positive self-talk of your clients and even your family? Yeah, I do that all the time. Um, if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone, I, I have a tendency to compliment people um, just because I notice good things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it comes out naturally. Um, but then also in, in a group setting, when I'm working in group classes, and especially um, during pregnancy, I, I have each person say something nice about the next person in the circle. And, and that can be just like such an easy little like self-esteem pick-me-up. Yeah. Um, but then also sometimes I have them say something nice about themselves. You know, tell me one part of your body that you like. I don't care if it's your earlobes. Just tell me one thing that brings you like a sense of like, oh, this is something I enjoy. This is something that I love. Yeah. And then it creates a ripple effect, you know, yeah. it's, whether it to be on other people or the community or just by being your, a better version of yourself. And then you, you know, you're happier around other people or your family. Or we, we've also really seen like, it's really easy for women to give the girl or woman next to them a compliment. And then when you're asked to do it to yourself. Like you even kind of touched on it without saying it. Like some women can't pick out something kind to say about themselves. And I feel like, especially like working with someone, like bringing a baby into this world, like building their self-esteem and confidence to be a nurturing mother and like a, a good role model is, is a, that's why they need mentors and coaches like you to make it a really positive experience for them. And also their baby, because is there a correlation between all the feelings the mom feels and like the nine months that you're in there? If your mom's like insecure and going through all these stresses, how does that affect a baby? The baby can hear everything that you're thinking. The baby can feel everything that you're feeling and the different chemical processes that we go through, whether it's um, cortisol, if we're super stressed out or endorphins, if we're feeling really good, you're bathing your baby in those chemicals with each experience. Um, pregnancy for me was super, super healing. So I, I never had, I'll just personalize this for a second. I never had like a super good um, relationship with my belly. And I would just stare at it and like, let's get rid of that. And I had pictures of like other women's bellies on my refrigerator that were like perfect eight packs and this, that, and the other. 
And then um, when I was pregnant the first time with Cruzy, I would hold my belly and I'd sing to my belly. And I, I just had this like new relationship, like, oh my God, this is a miracle. And you know, who cares if there's not six lines or eight lines or two lines? This is, this is sacred space that is protecting the life of one of the loves of my life. So there's different ways to um, help heal the relationship with self and, and with the body. And for me, um, coincidentally, it was pregnancy. I can see that. I can see that. Especially like as like someone that's connected to themselves, but like bigger picture, it's like that you just saw that as a gift and a, and a chance to like start a new life, right? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And uh, yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. It's, this you. is an important reminder of like your container and your thoughts matter and how you, even you said the inner pharmacy, which I love, like mm-hmm. we can heal ourselves, you know, through the inside, we just need to have, hear that information and know that it exists. But also our surrounding things that we, you know, seep into our cont- container. So you're an executive ambassador for Manduka. And I was reading about your eco mat. So I didn't know, are there like some mats that aren't healthy or they like have certain chemicals or dyes that probably aren't the best for ourselves? And you're putting your feet and all your skin on it to absorb? When you're sweating and your pores are open? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I won't call out any specific <laughs> mat manufacturers. But you don't want to do that, Desi? <laughs> Um, I will say that a fair amount of mats that are under 30 bucks um, have PVC in them. And it's just, it's not a good thing. Um, so it was really important to me that when we, when we created this mat together, that it was going to be safe for moms and babies. You know, that, that's, who, that's who I work with. And I can't put a baby in good conscience on a mat that I know is full of chemicals. It's, it's no, just no. Um, so the, the top of the mat, it's microfiber and it, it's made with non Amazon harvested rubber on the bottom. I said it. Um, (laughs) So natural rubber on the bottom and then microfiber on the top. It's totally safe. And it's something that I believe in. And it isn't just about, you know, like selling more mats. It's about keeping people safe. And if you're going to be doing something that's a healthy practice for your body, I, I want to support that and make sure that you're actually doing that and not taking in um, chemicals and, and stuff that I know is not going to break down um, for like a hundred years. Yeah. And I love the shape of it too, because when I took your class, you really encouraged people to move, you know, in their own time. So even though we were doing maybe three rounds of the same sequence, everyone was moving at a different pace. And the eco mat or the equal aqua, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> I just call it the Luna mat because the there's Luna. moons on it. And it's circular. It's easier. <laughs> so you, it's not, you're not constricted to just this long rectangular shape. It's circular so you can really move and be in your essence and you know, connect to the self. So my biological father, I've never met him, but his last name was Luna, and that's the name on my birth certificate. Um, in yoga, 
Hatha, the sun and the moon, we, we practice and we, we recognize the luminaries. So um, between the last name and then the luminaries, this, and then also the moon representing women, this was something that all kind of came together. Um, I, as, a, as someone with personal training background as well, I, I believe in 360 degrees range of motion. You know, if, if you're just moving forward in the world, you're going to get strong in a certain way. But what about when we move to the sides and we twist and we circle and we make all these beautiful shapes? We're going to be strong at every angle because you only get strong at the angles at which you work. So I wanted the circle and, um, and that's where that was born from. That's really cool. I mean, we all just kind of go forwards, backwards, maybe we'll step to one side and the other. And just like the human existence became very robotic and obviously sitting here, you're like sedentary a lot of the time. So that's a really cool reminder, the circle and how you can flow in different directions. And that's where you're going to grab those pieces of life where you actually feel that joy and happiness and connectedness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We spend so much of our life in, in a box or a rectangle, you know, whether it's the computer screen or the car or, or the food or the fridge or there, there's so much angular energy. Um, and to be able to like step out of the box and color outside of the lines and do all of that, then you can wake up your creativity. I love that. So this is our question we ask every guest. What makes you feel the most alive? What makes me feel the most alive is when I am in the ocean with my entire family, with my husband and my two little boys. I feel Mother Nature all around me supporting us. I feel the beauty of the universe supporting us. I, I see my wonderful husband, who I love and adore more than anything, and these two men. <laughs> It's, they're seven and 12 um, that we're raising together and that came through us like that that's intense and fantastic and when it all comes together and we're like surfing it's like woo. <laughs> yes it's euphoric I'm sure that's amazing I felt alive when you were describing it I was like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm there I'm there <laughs> the ocean is so powerful like we're all lucky that we spend time in LA and now you're in Hawaii like what a blessing to live by it. And if anyone can travel to it anytime soon, go take a dip because it is soul food. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, so what can we, what, what's up next? <laughs> Sonia. Sonia's got a tongue twister today. Everything's a tongue Sorry. twister. What's next for Desi Bartlett? What are you up to? I have a lot of things. So I launched a YouTube channel during COVID so that I could offer yoga and fitness and wellness to families for free. So youtube.com slash Desi Bartlett. I'm adding new content there all the time. Um, the mat, the round mat for Menduka, we have new colors coming in May. I'm super excited about. So we'll have like three new colors this year. Um, and I haven't announced it anywhere yet, so I'll share with you all first. I'm writing my second book with two co-authors, and I'm like over the moon about that. Um, we'll have Pilates, yoga, and fitness for women like over 35. I love that. It's so needed. It's so needed. I feel like you're just getting started at, in your middle 30s, I, you know, and like, I don't like the society's like, oh, you're done. You know, like, we're just getting started, honey. And the path of taking care of yourself. 
it deepens as we grow. At least it has for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like the older I get, the more I want to take care of myself. And so that's why I hope through Girl Powerful, we teach girls at a younger age to really care about the inner self and the physical self and well-being. And, and you are, um, you know, it's not just a hope. I see that you're lifting girls all over the world and I see your posts and what you're putting out into the world. And it's so inspirational. And also, again, um, just to echo, I've, I've witnessed your growth as individuals and together and it's really, really beautiful. Um, the self-expression that I see you both putting out into the world has not only matured, but there's more of a freedom to it. It's like any fear of being judged has been removed and the authenticity just comes through. Well, thank you so much, Desi. <laughs> we love you so much and we look up to you and we really value your time and your wisdom. So thank you. Love you, girls. <laughs> we love you, Thank too. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.